0: Alright, they say the heart of rock and roll is the beat, and from what I see, I believe them too. There's a little Huey Lewis for ya. This is Kylie Gable, and I have a horrible cold, which is giving me nothing but a top 40 radio disc voice from the 80s, and uh, probably not quite appropriate for feminization, but we're going to do the best we can. Welcome to what is technically the first episode of the first season of the Premium Podcast, um, if you're not following it, I don't know why not. It is the entire audio. It is not just a clip, but the entire audio. $15 a month, which considering one of these audios is about fourteen ninety nine, seems pretty reasonable to me, I hope. And, uh, all the same content, all this witty, wacky Huey Lewis humor, and the complete audio. And today's audio is from... Shayla Espazia, who has uh, graciously done for us part five of Feminized by the Neighborhood Girls. There are exactly six parts, so only one part to go. It's starting to get good. All right, here's Shayla Aspasia with part five of Feminized by the Neighborhood Girls.
1: Just tell us the truth, she said. Are Cindy and Janice Sutherland feminizing you, she said. What does that even mean? I asked, wrinkling my brow. Are you wearing panties right now? asked Yolanda. We're not going to judge you. Of course not, I said. Guys don't wear panties. Well, then can you please just drop trowel and show us? asked Monica. Then we'll be out of your hair. I can't do that. I don't want you all seeing my underwear, I protested. Come on, Dave, said Tracy. It's no big deal. It is to me, I said. I'm sorry, but I'm not wearing panties. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go to class. Hold on, said Monica. Nobody blames you. They tricked you or something. You just show us, and we can put a stop to this. I pushed past them and went to my class without even looking back. A disturbing thought came to me, though, as I made my way through the still-crowded hallway. If I admitted I was at that very moment wearing girls' underwear, everything would be blamed on the girls who did this to me. I mean, even a popular teacher had been put in the same terrible situation. I wouldn't be considered a freak. I'd just be part of the evidence showing that Mr. Alday was innocent of being a pervert. I could be free from having to be anybody's bitch or maid, yet here I was fighting to the nail to not reveal anything. Was I too embarrassed to admit it, or was it something else? As I spent more and more time with the girls, had I grown to enjoy being their little feminized pet? The thought terrified me, even as I waved to Matilda and Cindy and caught up with them for a friendly word before heading to class. This was my new normal. I know people had to find it strange to see the standoffish lump in the back of the room now rushing to catch the two of the most feminine girls in the school for girl talk. I was only beginning to see what a threat I was to the high school's social order. My grades really started improving and I was much more focused in my classes now. I suppose that's why I was taken so unaware when I was headed to lunch, and I was intercepted. Tracy, Monica, and Yolanda were back, and this time they had brought Tom with them. Tom was an offensive lineman on the football team, and he was six foot two and flirting with 300 pounds. He wasn't the least bit fat, and I was pretty sure he could curl my weight with either arm. Danny, said Tom, the girls said you ran away from them earlier. Yeah, I guess I just don't want a bunch of girls looking at my privates, I said. That may be, but there are some really bad rumors going on, and we all have to make sacrifices. I don't know if you heard what happened to Mr. Alday, but we've got to get to the bottom of this. I have a game Friday night. If you don't want us to see your underwear, go in the men's room and show Tom, suggested Tracy. Sorry, I'm just not comfortable with this arrangement, I said. Not as sorry as I am," said Tom, grabbing me in a full Nelson. Look, it's going to be really easy to tell. Supposedly, it's not just panties," said Yolanda. Reach under his pants leg and see if he's wearing hose. Monica grabbed my right leg to hold it steady, and Tracy pulled up my pants leg to reveal a totally hairless leg and a pair of suntan hose. "Oh my God, it's true!" exclaimed Yolanda. Next, Tracy traced my shoulder until she found my bra strap. Even though they were being kind of subtle with their movements, the girls were starting to draw attention to us. Tom was pretty much always the center of attention with his massive size anyway. Let's take him somewhere where we won't be disturbed, said Tracy, motioning to the closest girl's bathroom. I had been spending way too much time in these things lately. They shoved me inside and got a few bemused looks from some freshmen who were freshening up their makeup in the sinks. You need to leave, demanded Yolanda. And the girls scurried. Okay, we meant it when we said that nobody thinks any less of you, said Tracy. The girls forced you into this blackmail, right? Yeah, I said honestly. I didn't want to admit it that I was starting to enjoy it now. See, it's not like you wanted to wear any of this stuff, but you can help stop these girls. You want to do that, right? Yeah, I guess, I said. Great, said Monica. We need to document what they did to you. Tom won't let anyone else in here, but we need you to strip so that we can take pictures. Pictures? I practically screamed. That's how they blackmail me. If I wanted people to see pictures of it, they wouldn't have been able to blackmail me. I get it, said Tracy. But this isn't about you anymore. If they're doing this to teachers, where will it stop? Let's just get this over with, said Yolanda. I want to, but but what? You can't honestly be trying to protect those girls after what they did to you. No, it's not that, I said. With their bruising football player bouncing standing guard, it was pretty clear that I wasn't getting out of the bathroom until they let me out. That would require me doing what the girls wanted. I was humiliated. They already knew what I was wearing, and really just wanted I just wanted out of here. Does my face have to be in these? I ask. I'll tell you what, said Tracy. We need at least a few with your face for proof, but you cooperate, we'll keep them to ourselves, and we'll take others without your face in case we need to share them. I'm sorry this is so embarrassing. I hesitated. It's not your fault, said Monica, caressing my right shoulder. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I went ahead and took off the bra. I could see the girls staring curiously at the cups, and I was sure that there must have been a rumor about me taking hormones. I turned my back to them in discomfort. Pants, too, said Yolanda. She was the one who had the camera. It was one of those cheap Instamatic things that tourists use. I stepped out of my clothes, leaving me in just my bra, panties, and hose, and painted toenails. I was beginning to wonder what pose they'd put me in. But then Yolanda started snapping pictures, and I remembered they weren't blackmailing me, and I didn't need humiliating pictures. They just wanted proof. You can put your clothes back on, said Yolanda, as she used up the last picture on the roll. You don't have to wear those ridiculous panties anymore. I didn't really bring any male underwear, I said, as I pulled my pants back on over the panties. Well, suit yourself, I guess, said Tracy. Thanks for the help. Do you know who else they got? Got, you mean dressed, I said. Yeah. What other guys are they making wear panties, said Tracy. No, I really don't know their names, I lied. Even without my help, they had no trouble tracking down the others. Adam was more than happy to tell them everything he knew. I noticed things had changed after school that day. Lisa had heard that there was a big shoe sale going on at the local mall, and she insisted on taking me. Matilda was following along, and when we went out to the parking lot, Lisa's pride and joy was the car she had, but somebody had spray-painted Fitch on the passenger side door and Slut on the driver's side. There was other superficial damage like a broken car antenna. What the hell? asked Matilda. Those bastards, exclaimed Lisa. I'm so sorry, I said. It's not your fault, said Lisa. Maybe it wasn't. I couldn't really know, but just the suggestion felt like I took a baseball bat to my conscience. Those assholes, exclaimed Lisa. Why can't they just leave it alone? Hey, did any of the other girls drive, asked Matilda. No, Tyson doesn't have a car, and Cindy and Jen are only a few blocks away, said Lisa. You don't think they'd go after you all, do you, I asked. Whoever did this may have just been pissed at Lisa. But it could be a chicken-shit sissy. I wouldn't put something like this past Adam, said Matilda. It has to be one of the sissies. Why would somebody do this, said Lisa. Well, what about Mr. Alday, I asked. "'I don't think Mr. Alday is responsible, to you?' "'Well, not directly,' I said. "'Some students are really pissed about what happened to him.' "'Wait,' said Lisa. "'What students? "'How would anybody even know?' "'Well, some students even were asking me. "'There's a lot of rumors about what you did,' I said. "'Who was asking questions?' asked Lisa. "'Hold on,' interjected Matilda. "'What about the lockers?' "'Huh?' I said. "'We should check out the lockers. "'They may have been hit as well,' said Matilda.' "'Okay,' said Lisa. "'We're not done discussing this, though, Emily.' "'Sure enough, we rushed inside to find Jana and Cindy "'at their adjoining locker, cursing up a storm. "'Across the two lockers, in still wet, black spray paint, "'somebody had written the letters C-U-N-T-S. "'They got Lisa's car, too,' said Matilda. "'That sucks.' "'That sucks. At least we won't have to pay to get the lockers cleaned, said Cindy. "'What in the hell is going on?' asked Tyson, arriving on the scene. "'I heard about the lockers. They really did a number on them.' "'They got Lisa's car, too,' said Matilda. "'Well, watch your back. I imagine we're next,' said Tyson. "'Not if we have anything to say about it,' said Jana, kicking her locker loud enough to leave a dent." Young lady snapped Mrs. Willoughby, poking her head out from the classroom at the disturbance. That locker is school property. I'm sorry, said Jana. Did you write that? What are you doing? Asked the elderly teacher, who always seemed about a year away from retirement, but was still one of the best math teachers in the school. Of course she didn't write it, said Tyson. That's horrible. Who would do such a thing? Said Mrs. Willoughby. I don't know, but when we find them, said Tyson, watch the language interrupted lisa well when you find them kick their ass said mrs willoughby before ducking back inside her classroom emily you were saying that people were asking about us what do you know exactly asked lisa i got approached by some students i don't know their names but i've seen them around they wanted to know about rumors that they had heard that you all had put me and another guy in panties i replied what did you say said janna This has to be connected. I didn't tell them anything. They asked me this morning and I denied it and then rushed to catch up with Cindy and Matilda. You remember that, right? Yes, said Cindy. It seems weird that they'd be asking questions and then this would happen. I kind of assumed that the guys would be too embarrassed to admit what we did to them. Well, maybe not, said Jana, or else somebody saw something. Something is bothering me, said Matilda why didn't they do anything to Tyson or me? Give them time, said Tyson. We'll be ready, though. Remember, they could get Jana and me at the same time. And Lisa was the only one with a car today, said Cindy. Possibly, said Matilda. I'm just thinking, though, what if they're scared of Tyson and didn't want to hurt me? You mean Adam, asked Jana. Yeah, he's terrified of Tyson publicly cooking his ass, and he's still trying to get back together with me. This seems kind of flimsy, said Lisa. I can pretty much guarantee that he'll be at the playground playing baseball with his friends right now, said Matilda. What are we waiting for then, replied Jana. The playground was very close to our school. It was less than a block away from five determined young women to cover the distance very quickly. Sure enough, he was in a baseball game when we got there. He could see us approaching, and he must have known that the girls wanted answers, because he missed his next shot by three feet. I was just happy to have the pressure off me. Adam, we need to talk, called out Matilda. "Uh Uh-oh, somebody's girlfriend is cracking the whip, said one of the friends. Worse than that, she's his ex, joked another. Adam was already blushing, and he only saw this getting worse. So he told his friends he had to go and started walking away. He had to exit the court on our side. But at first we thought he was coming to discuss things out of earshot of his friends. Instead, as soon as he got clear of the fence surrounding the court, he took off sprinting away from us. Adam, you bitch, get back here, yelled Cindy, which brought laughter from the court. Now, Jana and Tyson were both very good athletes and they could probably chase down most boys and flat out sprint. The problem was that Adam wasn't most boys. The one advantage that they had was the problem in endurance. They stayed hot on his heels, and he ran through the park and out onto the city street. Jana was half a block away from him, and Tyson was maybe 20 feet behind her. The rest of us were well in the distance. After half a mile, Adam was getting winded after five blocks, and he was gassed. He took a turn and tried to hide in the alley before Jana and Tyson could see where he had gone to. It almost worked, except that he was so tired. He took the turn wider than he meant to, and he bumped into a couple of trash cans. He tried hiding behind a dumpster, but they cornered him, and at once he knew he had outsmarted himself. The rest of us arrived just in time to see the tent standoff. "'I don't want to fight you,' he said." "'I'm not surprised,' snickered Tyson. "'Look, nobody's fighting.' "'We just have some questions,' said Jana. "'Yeah, you have some explaining to do,' said Matilda. "'That was enough for Adam. "'He tried to scale the eight-foot-high fence "'at the end of the little enclave "'and was easily caught by Jana and Tyson, "'who slammed him to the ground. "'I'll be right back. "'Can you hold him for five minutes?' asked Cindy. "'There's five of us,' said Tyson.' "'twisting Adam's arm up painfully behind his back. "'That'll be no problem at all.' Where you going?' asked Lisa. "'Cindy just kept walking and pointing up at the Ace Hardware sign, "'hanging from the building to the left of the alley. "'A weird thing I learned is that if the group of girls are giggling and laughing "'as they lead a guy through a busy commercial district, "'and they're laughing at having a good time, "'no passerby will ever believe he is in any real danger, "'even if he's being restrained tightly.' in a spider web of rope, and gagged securely with duct tape. Comments were heard, ranged from passing businessmen who said, some guys get all the luck, to a couple of women who said, it looks like somebody's in for it. Nobody really seemed concerned for his well-being, even though it should have been obvious to anyone that he was struggling. The girls weren't particularly gentle with Adam, as they pulled him along to Janet and Cindy's house. If anybody had seen the girls dragging him, they never said anything and nobody called the police. Soon, he was laying hog-tied on the bed, while well, Cindy and Matilda started assembling the items for his makeover. Adam wasn't like me. He wasn't huge for a guy, but he was big enough that he'd never be mistaken for a real woman. That wasn't the point here, though. Matilda lay over her bound subject and began applying makeup to his face. I bet you never thought you and I would be back to bed together, said Matilda, as she dabbed foundation on his face, though the gag had been removed to allow for an unobstructed makeover. Adam chose not to speak in case his mouth got him in more trouble. Instead, he just lay there seething as Matilda did his makeup. Tyson was standing behind him, making sure he stayed pinned down to the bed, and he lacked both strength and will to resist. He just lay there as his ex applied foundation, bright rose colored blush, cat eye liner, thick lengthening mascara, and bright blue eyeshadow. With a cheap wig pinned to his head, he looked ridiculous. There was no doubt he was a man, but he was seriously a feminized one. I think I've done all I can do with this one, declared Matilda. Good, it's my turn, said Cindy. See that despite his recent rebellion, He's wearing the proper underwear, and he's fully shaved, so this won't take too long. Put him in something sexy, encouraged Matilda. Do you have a nice lycra mini-dress? asked Lisa. As fun as it would be, I'm afraid dresses are out, said Cindy. I know he has some that fit in perfectly at his house, but he's too big for my clothes, so what do we do? asked Tyson. Well... Just because my dresses won't fit him doesn't mean I can't find something adorable, especially since he's already has most of the underwear, said Cindy. Can you untie him? Should we, asked Tyson. You can take him, said Jana. Besides, we have plenty of blackmail on him. He knows better than to fight back and get exposed. The girls stripped Adam down to the panties and hose he was wearing, and then Cindy tossed him one of her bras. She picked out a pink ribbed cotton top and a black and red plaid kilt. He had already had on sheer pantyhose showing off his shaved legs and a pair of pink lace panties. Have you been practicing in your heels, asked Cindy? Yeah, replied Adam. Pardon me, she barked in response. Yes, Mr. Cindy, said Adam, correcting himself. Cindy tossed Adam a pair of old boots that she owned. They had been well-worn, "'but now they took up space in the back of her closet. "'They were also about two sizes too small for Adam's feet, "'but they still zipped up. "'He'd have to find some way to manage them. "'Is he ready?' asked Lisa. "'I'll say,' replied Matilda. "'I love his new look.' "'Cindy sprayed him heavily with a bottle of obsession "'before announcing he is now. "'Okay, give me a wrist,' ordered Tyson, "'picking up the clothesline. "'Wait, why?' I've been cooperating, sputtered Adam, because I said to, damn it. Now stop arguing, demanded Tyson. Adam complied and was soon bound again. So Adam, who was that spray painted our lockers and trashed Lisa's car, asked Jana. I don't know, said Adam. Really, because that's the same sort of stupid shit you do, said Matilda. I didn't, he began but was taken by surprise as Matilda reached under his kilt and grabbed his balls. He winced in pain. The expression on his face? Just let me know what a hold she must have. Want to try again? Asked Adam. Okay, I did the locker, but I had nothing to do with, with, with the car, said Adam. Fine, said Lisa. Then who did? it was tom davenport and his friends said adam practically screaming anything else you want to know asked matilda no we're good said janna okay said matilda releasing her grip and watching adam crumble to the ground probably only 20 minutes later that we returned to the basketball court with adam janna and tyson wasted no time in securing him to the fence this is our bitch declared janna cut him loose and you'll be next he thought he could fuck with us. You see where that got him. If you fuck with us, you'll wish you were him. The guys played baseball, looked over at the girls like they were crazy. But when you're trying to intimidate people, crazy isn't necessarily bad. The girls looked around as if waiting for anybody to challenge them, but nobody did. Tom and his friends just bidded their time going through the motions of a baseball game, which ceased being much interest the moment their friend had been tied to the fence. Tom swore that those bitches would get theirs before this was all over.
0: And that was Shayla Spazia with part five of Feminized by the Neighborhood Girls. I apologize because right now my dog Chance is barking his Darn fool head off. I guess it's appropriate because Shayla is the wonderful person who gave me chance and a nicer dog I've never had, except maybe his sister Tango. But, um, sorry about that. Anyway, um, uh, I hope you're enjoying the uh, podcast, whether you're listening free or premium. I will, uh, have a link to joining up to the premium podcast in the show notes. It's, feminization boudoir premium is pretty much what it's called and uh i i like both podcasts and i'm going to continue supporting both and whichever one you're doing is fine with me uh it's been a tough week between the cold my back a couple other things hopefully this week's going to be a lot better for all of us Eh, unless you had a good week last week in which case hopefully it's just the same and uh i will be back next week and i hope you will be too this is kylie gable Take care.